gathered together from the cosmic reaches of the internet. Here in the basement of the Great Hall of Justice are the most powerful forces for good podcasting ever assembled. This is the DC Superpowers Podcast. This looks like a job for Superman. To the Batmobile. My name is John Jones. I am the Green Arrow. Hey, Super Friends, welcome back to the DC Superpowers Podcast, issue number 73, for New Comic Book Day, September 20th, 2017. I'm one of your hosts, Ken Rose, and sitting along with me here in the basement of the Hall of Justice is my good buddy, Vern. Hello, everybody, and we're back. Yeah, we actually ended up having an impromptu day week off. Yeah, we had to. We didn't have a plan. We didn't plan on it. The, the Legion of Doom invaded. We had to man. Um, to, we, we had, had to monitoring duty. We really did have monitoring duty. Literally. We had monitoring duty while the um, while the league was out there actually fighting for the planet. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm so, we're us. sorry about that. But we are back. We're um, as you guys know from watching the show and listening to the show. We don't take breaks very often. So. No, if we ever do, it's for. A reason, so. Oh, yeah. We're back. So, We're going to give you guys the news from last week and this week. Yep, we have all kinds of news from um, Titans is really, Titans really is starting to we go. We a lot of stories from them. Um, we did have an unfortunate passing again this mm-hmm. past week, but we'll get to that in a minute. We got a little bit of casting news for Arrow, which is a, kind of a little bit of a surprise, but not yeah, quite. We, I think we uh, had some speculations toward it, but now just confirmed them. Yeah, so... Um, and then there's a little bit of movie news, a little bit of comic news, mm-hmm. and, and of course... Your reviews. Now, this mm-hmm. this week's reviews are kind of interesting. Yeah. Because DC... <laughs> Somebody planned this out. Decided that this week is the Lantern Week. Yeah, not just Green Lantern. We got a little bit of yellow in there, too. That's and right. And the other one, we have the whole spectrum. So, so um, you're going to be getting Superman thir- number 30. These mm-hmm. are all actually number issue number 30s also. We get oh, well, look at that. Arrow number 30. 30. Um, Green Lantern's number 30. And, and Superman, Superman number, number 30. 30. All of them have lanterns in them. Which one you got there? Okay, Justice League is 29. Yeah, it had some um, different lantern color in there. It wasn't heavily focused, so. Yeah. So, um, but before we go too much farther, why don't we get right back, right into this, and you actually have our first, we have to say goodbye. Yes, we do. Um, sadly, we had a untimely passing. Um, of course, we switched some stuff around. I'm trying to let my computer load for this. Um, but well, if it Lin, doesn't bring Lin it up. Lin uh, passed away last week, and he uh, died at 69 years old. Um, he did. He had a lot of influence on the DC and Marvel world. But um, if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have one of the best characters, in my opinion, DC Comics, which was Swamp Thing. Yeah. Um, now he worked on Marvel comic books and DC Comics. He passed away at age 69, as I said. Um, and this tweet was out on September 7th. He was born in 1949, and uh, Lynn's legacy extended way beyond our minds. For um, DC, he was the first writer on The Flash uh, when they were rebooting the character Barry Allen from Jay Garrett during the Silver Age of Comics. He also later um, co-created The Human Target alongside Flash artist Carmine Infantino. Um, he had a 14-issue run on as a writer of the Justice League of America, and he was also a creator of Swamp Thing alongside uh, Bernie um, Redson. And actually, we just lost Bernie a couple weeks or a couple months ago, months wasn't ago, it? Yeah. yeah. Um, and he also uh, handpicked the uh, successor, Alan Moore. And as we all know, Alan Moore went to um, reinvent the whole comic book industry uh, for a new audience with The Watchmen. Yeah, a lot of people see that um, 
when a lot of comics, a lot of the comic books went dark in the eighties, mm-hmm. and a lot and of it corresponded to two big changes: was mm-hmm. um, the Watchmen with Alan Moore, yep. and um, Frank Miller's Dark Knight, Dark Knight. Yep. So, the Dark Knight Returns. And I think which one came out first? I want to say the Watchmen did. I don't remember. Um, I feel like the Watchmen came out first, and that re- that really did set off everything for a darker take on comic books. Yeah. Um, and also, uh, when the post crisis happened, um, he did uh, Wonder Woman in the 1980s, collaborating with George Perez. And then that's when he went on to Marvel and he uh, did some work on the Incredible Hulk. Um, and also, he's the reason why we had the new X Men, new giant size X Men uh, with Colossus, Storm, and uh, Nightcrawler. And his Marvel titles also had a run with the Fantastic Four and Amazing Spider Man. Um, so, yeah, another great writer that um, left his stamp in the comic yeah, world. Whose legacy will live on far past where he's at. Oh, yeah, and they're still going. All those names and titles I just named off are still running. So, yeah. Thank you, Lynn. You will be missed and uh, never forgotten. So. Well, um, from there, uh, I usually like to start on the down stuff so we can come back from there. Right, and get it out the way. Now we can go on to the good things exactly. and talk about the comic book characters that these men, and, well, at least for him, left his mark on. So. Um, the next one's kind of short. Well, the next couple are probably a couple of just quick snippets yeah. we can hit on. Um, one, we have found from Supergirl that Cat uh, Grant has a new job. And she actually, we yeah. do know Calista Flockhart is going to be on the show a lot more than she was last season. Mm-hmm. And it looks like she is actually going to be the president's press secretary. Yep. I, you know, we should have seen that coming after everything that went on last season, her helping the president. Yeah. Um, well, she was sorority sisters with her. Mm-hmm. Well, because of what happened... Will we have a new president? I don't know. Uh, I don't know how the world's going to take for that. Well, the world—I don't remember. Did the world find out she was an alien, or just the DEO? For some reason, I thought the world. No, I know the DEO did, but I thought the world found out too. Might be wrong. I got—I have to rewatch it. I don't remember. Well, we get, we see this um, that she's press secretary in the actual trailer for all the DDC super superhero shows. Um, for the um, upcoming season. They do the joint trailer with everybody in it. Oh, yeah. And that's where you get to see her being the press secretary. Well, we've been getting a lot of trailers out for The Flash. Uh, oh, yeah. No, we didn't really uh, talk about too much. We, I, as I told Ken, I was trying to avoid a lot of spoilers. I want to go in there not really knowing everything. Um, but from what I've seen with all these trailers, they're really connecting a lot more and more. And Supergirl's really becoming a big part of it. And who knows, Black Lightning more than likely will be the next big part. Eventually. Uh, but um, not just Black Lightning. I'm still saying that this new Teen Titans show will eventually be part of the Arrow universe. Hopefully, from, the Flare from universe. what uh, we'll get into a little bit later, uh, well, in the first season, I don't think they are because of uh, reasons of well, comics. yeah, not the first, <laughs> not the first season, but we do know some of the other details of the first season. Yes. Um, now, the, all the other shows start in uh, first week of October, second mm-hmm. week of October. Right. This one, we're not sure. It still says set to launch in the 2018. And they don't give us a season <laughs> or at all. But, so it could be fall, winter. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, we know um, the characters we know that are definitely going to be in there. We've already cast Nightwing or uh, Dick Grayson. Right. Don't we say don't Nightwing yet because we don't know they've not said Dick Nightwing. Um, um, Starfire. We've cast Starfire. We've cast Raven. Mm-hmm. No, it's funny that the ones we're going to name came up before Beast Boy. Yeah, well, we also now have Hawk and Dove. Yes. Um, and I thought it was really cool to see one of these uh, actors I've seen in another DC show before. Which the Which one? Um, Alan Richardson. Wait, let me look. He looks familiar. Aquaman. Wasn't he Aquaman? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um, now, there's a rumor um, going around. That's the one I said last. She looks familiar a little bit, too. I can look her up while you're... Blood Drive? Oh, no, that was him. 
um, as you look her up. But so um, now I don't know if you guys remember uh, me last saying this last week. If you go back and listen, I said there was a rumor. I didn't want to put out there as news because we didn't know yet. Well, it turns out the rumor is true, except for um, instead of Alan Richardson and the um, female that played Black Canary in Smallville, we just have Alan Richardson and a different actress. But Alan is back and he will be um, playing Dove as Makia um, Kelly will be playing Minka Kelly. Thank you. Minka Kelly will be playing Dove, and Alan Richardson will be playing Hawk. Um, a lot of fans may remember him from playing Aquaman in the long-running TV series Smallville. Um, now, like they also said, he was rumored for Shazam, but with this live-action film coming up, him already being a DC in a DC property, he probably will not be playing the live-action version of Shazam. But with him being in Teen Titans as Hawk, he has put his name back in the spotlight of DC. And for as for um, Kelly, she played in Friday Night Lights, and she has been cast as the brains of the duo. Ah, uh, that's where I recognize her from. She was also in. Did you ever see Almost Human? I, it was I um, to, that, Carl that Urban, see, and right. his partner was an um, android. Right. Yeah. Yeah. She seemed, was in that. It seemed like it was a really good series, and I wanted to watch it, but it didn't get. Did it? Even it's actually on the CWC app. Okay. Did, it only has one season. Yeah, it only right? had one season. Did it, it looked really interesting? Didn't it, it was. It, I thought it was really good. I heard a lot of people on the internet say it was good. I don't yeah. know what happened there. You know budgeting i guess um but she also had roles uh kelly did in jane the version it started in multi-episode arc um both actors definitely look for the roles um uh to possess the acting chops for at least to bring these characters to life on the small screen and titans will premiere in the upcoming dc streaming app which is unannounced and unnamed yet well it's been announced well but the, we don't know when it's going to launch gonna we don't know what it's going to be called we don't know how much it's going to cost us we just know it's coming out some point next year that's right hopefully no more than 9.99 <laughs> but further into titans news and or rumors really yeah because um, we have a possible villain for the first season, which is really not a big surprise. No. But it'll be interesting to see how they do this. If this um, is true. The idea, it says the Titans origin story is taking shape for the live action premiere of the series set to launch um, the DC series comic streaming service. And it sounds like all hell may be breaking loose. Literally. Yes. When DC Entertainment announced plans, well, let me see if I can get to the important parts here, because this is a longer one. Mm-hmm. Um, the Titans TV project is based on the popular New Teen Titans comic book, having fallen out of favor with um, TNT while in pre-production. Berlani and his production team jumped on the opportunity to resuscitate the series, now in full development, and actually they're already cast or they're yeah. already filming at this point, mm-hmm. I believe. Um, now in full development for a premiere season, um, it has been cast and it centers around the adventures of Dick Grayson as Nightwing. It says oh. here. This one well, says it is, and we know mm-hmm. that's Brendan Thwaites mm-hmm. um, leading the familiar iteration of the team. Now, the picture they show of the team here is the new Teen Titans from the, the late 80s. 80s, and it is Nightwing, Raven, Starfire, Beast Boy, Donna Troy, Wonder Girl, um, Cyborg, and Jericho. Yep. So. Now, that's what they show. Now, we don't we know Jer- Cyborg's not going to be on there. No. Um, and actually, a, a new story we're going to hit later leads us to believe that Jericho probably will not be on this. No, but if we do get a Wally West tease from the Flash into he the needs, show, then Wally Jericho should be more in than this. likely will probably be in there um, because they are in the same universe. Yeah. Um, now, uh, <clears throat> there's a description. This is why we said probably, but it's still a rumor because it's not been confirmed. There is um, a synopsis for the character, and they're calling him Alkalite, male African-Americans, 40 to 50s, is uh, chasing Rachel after seeking 
to use her powers is also detailed to the fact that Alkali murders Rachel's adoptive mother, Angela. Obviously, Titans will be patterned off their origin from the comic series. So with that so, synopsis, that's leading really yeah, to Yeah, everybody Trigon. thinks this is, Trigon is going to be the actual original mm-hmm. villain, the first villain. I like how they're now, giving out all these synopsis, all these characters. Yeah. <laughs> we can kind of piece them together. So we know that he's going. Whoever this acolyte character is going to be is going to be chasing Raven around. And you were right when we were talking about this um, off air. You said that we probably won't get the live demon figure. We're probably going to get an actor like we did in Smallville for Doomsday yeah. and um, uh, uh, Darkseid. Have a um, actual human playing the character. See, for Doomsday and Darkseid, I don't see that work. I didn't really like I their idea of the way they did that. Um, but but for Trigon, Trigon being a demon, demon he can kind you of can actually other do people. that. So that's I, not that's the type of thing you expect a demon to be able to do. Mm-hmm. Well, they kind of touched on that in um, the Teen Titans uh, um, animated movie, right? Remember, Trigon was possessing. I'm trying to. I think Raven. so. Oh, did not know. Um, ah, what's his name? This is a different uh, series. But I was saying the guy who played Punisher also voiced Trigon in the show. I did not know that. Um, well, for the first Josh Brenthal is no. Oh, Barenthal. John Barenthal. John yeah. Barenthal. Okay. Um, so he had a little bit. It'd be nice to see him come back as the mm-hmm. voice. I would love that. Well, the, these stories kind of all are leading right together because mm-hmm. we find out um, that there's a new casting for Arrow, and this is uh, Liam Hall has been cast as Slade Wilson's son. Mm-hmm. Then it, we find out on here, Screen Rant's pr- reporting this that um, the son that he's been cast as is Jericho. Yes. Which what's Jericho's actual name? Is Joe? Um, Joe let me Wilson get is down it? here. Yeah, Joe Wilson. So, um, Joseph Wilson, Joe yes. Wilson, whatever. And, um, anybody who's not sure who Jericho is, go to, um, read Deathstroke right now because mm-hmm. he's in the Deathstroke he's a big comics part right of now. what's going on in, uh, the Deathstroke comics. He's a part of his new Dark Deathstroke Titans, I guess you would call them. Kind of like a Dark Side Titans, sort of. Yeah. But no, Je- Deathstroke's trying to turn over a new leaf, remember? He is. He even got the cape. That's right. <laughs> I, I kind of wish he takes off the cape. It doesn't fit him, but, um, from what we're seeing here, as we said previously, if Wally West is going to be um, in uh, Fl- in Flash as Kid Flash, if they can get him from there and put him in the Teen Titans, which we're hoping for, I do not see a reason why they can't put this actor of Joe Wilson, that's playing Joe Wilson, to be in the new Titan series. Even if it's not for a long time, at least have him pop up here and here. Yeah. Well, we know um, at the end of Arrow, where mm. we were left, Ali um, promised that if Deathstroke would help him out, yeah, he would actually son. help Deathstroke find his son. Right. Both of them had that folly instinct of, out of all we've done to each other, we're going to put that to the side because we both love our kids. Exactly. And um, I'm going to direct anybody who also, like I said, if you want to know um, what Jericho is like, check out the um, volume one, really, of the new Teen Titans from the early 80s. Yes. Because Jericho was, that's where he was created and introduced. Um, was in the new Teen Titans. Um, and he kept making appearances. I can't give you guys the exact issue. Um, I have it upstairs, but he also came back um, and appeared in, what is it? Oh, he also reappeared in 2006 or 2007 comic books of the Teen Titans. If you guys want to look that up, it was Joseph's or Jericho's uh, re- being reborn. And Raven had a big part in that issue, too. So I wonder yeah. if he is going to be on the show. Will Raven have a big part in bringing him on the show, too? We'll find out. Um, but as of right now, the, everything leads to believe also that um, Jericho is not going to be in Titans. 
because they are trying to keep the arrow, the flare, or the Flash Arrow universe separate mm-hmm. from the new Titans show. Um, and on this article, as it says, we're gonna probably touch on this in another article that deals with Deathstroke. Um, this episode that's gonna deal with um, Deathstroke finding his son Joseph Wilson. This is gonna be a two-part um, episode arc, and this may be all we get to see from Deathstroke. Okay. In the show, this is one reason why they didn't. Well, we'll get into that another reason, but. Um, I know at the time, I'm going to give this in here to Sosan TV, the reason why he's going to just have a two-episode uh, mini-arc, they wanted him to have a full story and let them know what happened to um, Deathstroke on the island. Because in the end of that, even in the um, trailer, the other characters on Team Arrow go somewhere else. Um, Deathstroke says, no, I'm not going to go that way. I'm going to try my own. I'm going to do this at my own yeah. risk. So we didn't know what happened to him. That's all I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is going to explain what happened. So I'm assuming he lived. <laughs> Just Probably. Um, now, actually, I had a crazy idea. Mm-hmm. That um, one of the reasons they may have a problem with putting the new Titan show into the universe with Flash and Arrow mm-hmm. would be the fact that if there's a Titans and there's a Nightwing, that means there is a Batman somewhere. Definitely is a Batman. If we know at this point, um, without a doubt, that there is no Batman in the Flash Arrow universe. They've talked mm-hmm. about Gotham. They've never referenced Batman himself. They've but referenced him what's the but they chances they haven't called him batman no they've never even referenced um gotham really much on they have the flash they, arrow no no supergirl flash and arrow has. supergirl but that's, that's well give me universe. a minute give me a minute let okay. me get this around okay what's the chances that the teen titans show or the new Titans show maybe in the um earth what is it 37 or 38 i, I can't she, tell you they're in one, the you're they're created in the, right in the Supergirl universe because ah. we've without ever saying That'd Batman they've referenced Batman multiple multiple times yeah they have including talking about Clark's friend with the ears also um, because of Legend of Tomorrow being a time traveling universe swapping I could see them show, yeah crossing with it reference the Man of Steel and the Dark Knight mm-hmm. see Man of Steel fall and I've seen the Dark Knights fall so um, that could be in the Supergirl world I like where you're going there that might be the world they go to. It might be the way to bring swing it in. That'd be great. And they're all connected, technically. Exactly. So, um, but moving from TV into movie news. Let's go into the other <laughs> Deathstroke stuff. Yeah. Now, well, we can get to death. This Deathstroke actually will be involved in this, won't it? Mm-hmm. In this next story. Because the next story is they actually did finally f- find a director for Suicide Squad 2. Yes. We have Gavin O'Connor, which I don't know much about. Um, I... I didn't know that he was the one to make these movies, but I love these movies. Okay. So I do know a little bit what about him. Do? I love his work. He's done The Warrior um, with Tom Hardy, and he's also, well, look at that name, Tom Hardy. Yeah. Um, also, he's worked on The Accountant with Ben Affleck, and I swear to you, The Accountant was a, since it was a Warner Brothers um, film, everyone in the DCEU was in that movie. You had Amanda Waller playing a different role. You had Ben Affleck playing a different role. Yeah. You had the guys playing Commissioner Gordon playing a different role, so. Um, this was pretty interesting. Then also, um, John Bernthal played in there. He like said he voiced Trigon, so it's just like I'm yeah. seeing all these characters, these actors that already been in DC properties with Warner Brothers. So um, he did great with that movie, and I think he's going to do a great um, job with Suicide Squad too. Now, despite them having the whole negative reviews and the whole Rotten Tomatoes thing, uh, Justice League or Justice League Suicide Squad did still rack in over seventy five. A million dollars. Seven hundred. No, seven hundred forty-five million dollars. Thank you. Um, so the production of Suicide Squad Two is definitely on top of Warner Bros. list, and they will start shooting in the beginning of fall two thousand eighteen. 
So that's going to be fun to see. Yeah. Um, we have another director that's supposedly in talks to direct a DC film. Mm-hmm. And this is interesting because this is the first time that I think I've heard of anybody but Zack Snyder being looked at for Man of Steel 2. I've heard of it, but it, once again at the time it was more so a rumor. But now that I'm hearing this again, if he is not going to be the director, and he might not be, but out of everyone in Hollywood right now that wants this movie to happen, he should be and would be the perfect person to do so. Yeah. And he has comic book... Um, comic book films out there already now. Well, why don't you let them know who this is we're talking about? We are talking about Matthew Vaughn. Now, for everyone that might have heard of his name, if you can't remember where it's coming from, if you've seen The Kingsman that came out a couple years ago and also coming to theaters next week? Uh, it's either this we week record, or next week. I'm not sure. This week. Actually, comes out this week. This uh, Tuesday is the opening night. Um, the Kingsman Golden Circle. This is Matthew Vaughn. He has some works with comic book films. As I said, The Kingsman, if no one knows, is a comic book from a different company. Um, and this is what he uh, said. I quote, I'm playing another Kingsman. I've written and treated and uh, I've written the treatments and some of the scenes. I don't know what I'm going to do next, but I've had uh, chance, chats about Superman. I love Superman. Uh, and then they go and say, could this be the night, Dark Knight's Man of Steel, Batman Begins type? Maybe if Vaughn does end up directing the movie, don't expect darkness, as he well, also added. Yeah, if you look, I, I just brought up his IMDb. Mm-hmm. His directing credits, he goes back to um, Stardust, which I, th- I thought was a fun movie. It was one that was overlooked by a lot of people. It was. Um, um, he did Kick-Ass. He did hmm. X-Men First Class. Oh. He did Kingsman the Secret Service. And... Um, Something called I Am Pilgrim that's been announced. It's coming, I so I have no is. idea. And Kingsman 3 he has been announced as doing. Wow, already. So, But all of those, just about. I think Stardust was based on some kind of a comic or geek property. I am not. I don't remember exactly. But so if you want to look I up. know um, Kick-Ass, X-Men, and oh, Kingsman yeah, are all comic book movies. Big comic, yeah. Um, <clears throat> and the last thing he said in here was um, about them saying, is he going to be a dark character based like what Zack Snyder did with The Man of Steel? Um, he says, I think that one thing not to do with Superman is trying to make him serious. The Dark Knight version, don't want that. Superman is about color, fun, and it should be, at least for me. And I think that's how we feel about it, too. Yeah. So um, I'm from what he's saying, his vision, if you've seen his other movies, all those uh, you just named, they were fun superhero movies. They weren't too dark. They weren't too serious. You can tell whoever was making it was like, let's make this colorful. It wasn't dark, just yeah, good old-fashioned superheroes. Um, so... So that's he's that's rumored to be in talks. Yes, um, definitely get some out there. Um, this, so. Do you want to go back around to the arrow type? Um, yeah, I for, I, that wasn't even on my list for some reason. Um, well, this is going back to what we were saying earlier about why Deathstroke's not is going to be on the TV show. If anybody remembers what we said earlier, and any DC fan of the TV shows and movies know, they never have two two of the same characters on the small screen and the big screen. No, at they the have same done it. Time. At the they same time, Superman Returns was released at the same time as Smallville. But the same year, but was it the same? Was it out at that time? Cause I then believe they, they were both the on summer. the same time. Okay. Well, Superman Returns may have come through summer, but it was still in the same year. Yeah. Well, what I was saying was, but then again, you could. A lot of people argue that um, Smallville did not have Superman on it. That's a good point. They had Clark Kent on right, it. so they could use Superman. They just couldn't call him Superman. Um, well, I think the same thing's going on right now because um, Collider has recently sat down with Arrow writer and producer Mark Guggenheim and receives on how, uh, receives on yeah, sorry <laughs> um, revealed how he's convinced that DC Comics uh, to let him 
used Deathstroke in the series. In the past, DC has asked for uh, producers of the Arrow several times to kill off this character so they can use him in the films. For example, Arrow has been building up on their Suicide Squad until DC told them to disband it so they can create the live-action TV show, which we went on uh, when that happened. We knew everyone was really dying in that show, so we could use it for the film. Um, Now it seems Deathstroke is having that fate, too. Guggenheim told us this. It was a function of, you know, DC controls these characters. We went through the period where DC was like, we've got plans for Deathstroke that don't include the arrow. That changed at the end of the year. And this is something I've heard the internet with him, not just people talking, but him saying he had to go back and forth, back and forth with trying to get this character. He has been trying to do this for a long time now. Guggenheim then continues on uh, the creative, uh, he convinced DC to let him, uh, use him in the show, telling them that the season six arrow we could have a big arc, but they still need to operate within the requirements of DC. And as last year, we all know Meganella was casted as Deathstroke uh, and expected to appear in Justice League's film as the villain of the Batman. Then Ben Affleck stopped and stepped down from the role of director, and Matt Reeves took over the project. And since Matt Reeves says he would like the film to be starting from scratch, it's a possibility that Joe Magnell's Deathstroke may not appear in Justice League and the Batman film. Um, this is to be the reason for uh, Manu Bennett's Deathstroke being back in Arrow. So, um, once again, this is DC uh, and Warner Brothers and conflicts of TV film TV yeah film. it's almost like they try too hard to make sure that they don't have them crossing over yeah and to be honest with you all dc fans know how to cross you like i said i don't think this is a um i don't think this is a dc comics call I think this is this a, is a warner, warner brothers, brothers call, call once again mm-hmm. so um but we have one other set of rumors here that um and this one's just a real quick that um the scoop guy i don't know what website does this guy do uh, Do you know? I've heard the I've name heard his before. Name, but I don't know what Umberto, exactly Umberto Gonzalez actually is, supposedly has um, the this rumored scoop mm-hmm. from some insider somewhere saying that there's at this point probably two post credit scenes for Justice League. What do you think on this? See, uh, we were talking about this at work, and when I first read this, I'm like, we're not even going to talk about this. This is stupid. This is a Marvel thing. And then I thought about, wait a minute. But the Marvel's not the only su- ones that do it. Right. I was like, they did this in Suicide Squad. And then if we really want to go back, they also did this in um, Green Lantern. Yeah. Remember, Sinestro at the end picked yeah. up the Yellow Ring. So DC has done this in the past. So this could be true. It just I just know that they're not normally used to doing this. This is another comic book industry that does do this. But for something like a comic book film with all this, I, all these ideas, all this story, even in comic books, at the very end of it, we sometimes see, oh, look what's happening here, this whole um, doomsday clock. Yeah. It seemed like every issue that has something to do with the Watchmen coming over, there's the whole comic book that you get to the last pages, they connect a little something else, and you have to wait till you can get another comic book that will reference it. Yeah. So DC does not stray away from mentioning things in the very last seconds of any story. So it could be real. Not knowing the full story of Justice League at all, not we, knowing what they're going to put in the actual movie itself. No. What do you think? Are, let's speculate just a little bit. Um, I what do you think they're going to do if they do two post-credit scenes? Are they going to use it just to set up the ne- the next two movies, or do you think it'll set up more Justice League stuff? I actually have three things going through my head. One is probably what they're going to do. The other one is uh, I can see why they would do this, and the other is all me. This is what <laughs> I want. Um, first one being, I think like, I know the third one. It has something to do with the green skin Martian. You know, <laughs> you, you know where I'm going with this. I wish it would happen, but um. 
the first one I think they're going to do just because it makes sense set up something for Justice League 2 maybe we probably get Darkseid holding in his Omega oh we already know we have Darkseid in this movie though right well we to be true if we we knew that in another movie we knew something was going to happen but for the story they'll give him a little um, quick glimpse I feel like that's what we're going to get we're not because they said we're going to get Darkseid in here they just didn't say where yeah. So I'm figuring it might be in the post credit scene since it seems like Steppenwolf is going to be the main villain. Well, no, because they said when they were doing the rewrite, said they actually cut some of Darkseid out of the some movie. Of so out. he's actually in the script. So, right. Full, but, I mean, during the regular part, movie part of it. Did they say that? Yeah, he's got... He, and I think... I'm thinking what it is, you're going to get Darkseid in part of maybe Steppenwolf's origin part. Because they're going to do some kind of little bit of origin of where does where Steppenwolf, Steppenwolf come, come from. from. So yeah. I think we will actually see Apocalypse in this movie. Okay. Um, and the other one I think they might do... Probably get teased the Green Lantern. Yeah. And um, for me, like I said, the green skin Martian Manhunter. That's what I want. But what do you think is going to happen? I think um, part of it may, um, like the, the news story here was saying, that they may set up the Batman or the Aquaman movie, one mm-hmm. or the other. Um, I don't know. I would love to see Lanterns, but I would love to see Lanterns farther earlier in the movie, too. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, but the, then again, the Lanterns they're using are not the ones. I, I, I personally would love to see Kyle Rayner on screen at some point. I would like to see all four of them. I almost, I wouldn't mind seeing Guy Gardner. I like I said, Imagine I want to see him too. If they do the character Please correctly, give me him. Get the character correctly, where the everybody hates him because he's a big jerk. But That's now, if you point. look you at how Jordan that wrong, <laughs> but if you look at how Jordan the Green Lantern Corps, he's still Guy Gardner. He's still arrogant and oh, a big yeah. jerk. Big jerk. But big you gotta butthole. love the guy. He's awesome. Look, after that fight he had with Okrillo, it was just like. And you even can't now, not like this guy. Yeah. Well, remember they were talking. John Stewart was sending everybody out on their missions, and guys like, "Wait, where's my mission?" He's like, "No, guy, I need you here beside me to uh, protect my butt if something happens here." Right. Because he's crazy <laughs> enough to do anything. Um, so I wouldn't mind seeing all the Green Lanterns in the film. I know they said they're going to put uh, John Stewart and Hal Jordan in there, but please give me Kyle and Guy. Yeah. Um, also, I, as I told you, this is my prediction. When they reference in the movie, Green Lanterns have fallen. If these mother box have been planted here years ago, I'm. I really feel they're gonna show um show us Abin Sur as the Green Lantern at that time. I just I don't know. I have it's a feeling possible. about that. Um, and then that can introduce us to the Green Lanterns in the film, mm-hmm. and we, they don't even have to put Hal in here, but they'll we'll know. Oh, that guy we seen from this movie in Justice League when they put them in the Green Lantern movie. So exactly. That's my thoughts on this. Um, I'm once again I don't really care how we're gonna get anything else because I know we're gonna get Darkseid. I know we're gonna get the Lanterns. I just want my Martian Manhunter. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's one other one that I know you're probably all excited about because you, um, because uh, this is something you already had the first crossover of this, didn't you? Oh, dude, this was I never got a chance to sit there and actually read it. Oh, uh, you gotta read it. But um, I will say the this is la- all you. This la- is actually in comic book news now. I feel like they're giving this to us too because I like said I'm a fan of. The t- oh, let me just tell you guys this real quick. We are getting another crossover um, in December of the TNT Batman crossover. Which I thought was great for the first one. The whole story was done well. Um, it was by James Tinian the uh, fourth and Freddie Williams. The only problem I had with it was the last issue. The last issue to me was a big letdown. It was like a big build up, and then it kind of just ended as a like a, the cartoons did. It was just like ah, this is okay. It just was anticlimactic. I I thought they could have did a little bit more with it. So in my opinion, I feel like they're giving this to us as the fans that might not like the ending. Now we can get a continuation. Um, but I'll give you guys a little synopsis of what's going on right here. Um, DC and um, IDW have came back because they had their previous run in 2015. The new synopsis for the uh, part two is when Don Tello goes looking for a new monitor to help him improve his fighting skills, he opens up a doorway into another reality, hoping to summon uh, the Turtles' one-time ally Batman. But instead, he gets sent to Gotham City, and someone else comes through the open portal. 
it's Bane. Suddenly, when a new uh, gang boss in New York, and he, uh, excuse me, and he's out to unite the other bad guys under him, just like Bane is always known for doing, can Donnie get back in time and bring Batman with him to help his brothers before Bane causes um, impeccable destruction? As an um, added bonus for fans, and the first two issues will be released in December before going monthly. Issue one hits comics uh, retailers, excuse me, and digital outlets in December. Uh, for December 6th, with issue 2 following up two weeks later on December 20th. Okay. So, um, that's what we're getting, guys, and I cannot wait for this. This is also from the cover. It looks like we're going to get more characters from both Batman and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle world. Um, in the first crossover, we got a little... I think we may have got him in two issues, but very small. Uh, very small um, parts from Casey Jones. April O'Neil wasn't even in the books. Damian Wayne had a very small role in the Batcave, but in here the cover is all of the characters, Bane, Donatello, uh, Leonardo, Michelangelo, Raphael, Casey Jones, April O'Neil, Batman, and Robin, Damian Wayne. So this is going to be a pretty exciting crossover. Yeah, it looks like, like I said, I didn't get a chance to read the first one, mm-hmm. but um, I've, I've been a Turtles fan since back in the 80s. I used to watch the show all the time. Oh, yeah. Um, for me, the way they... Um, the way they wrote this book, it literally felt like Batman the Animated Series meets the TMNT, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from the 80s. Oh, was, nice. I mean, that's the personalities and everything I got there. I know the personality is always going to be the same, but that tone just felt like my childhood. Um, God, then they went on to also make, guys, if you um, don't get this mixed up, there's two different versions. There was the one I'm talking about now. This was the comic book versions of the t- heroes teaming up. There was later on, I don't know if you heard of this, Ken, this was the crossover between Beware the Batman... Um, cartoon and the new TMNT cartoon that's on Nickelodeon. Okay. That one I don't think did as well as this one did. Ah, okay. Um, so this one I'm definitely looking forward to. I didn't read the other uh, books, but just letting you guys know, this is the comic book story of IDW and DC Comics. So, um, can't wait for December, and if anybody out there is a Turtle fan, you gotta get your hands on this. I recommend this to anybody. If you're a Batman fan, you'll love it. If you're not big on the Turtles, you'll still start to like them. If you're a big Turtles fan and don't like Batman, don't know why. You'll love this book, too. So get the first volume. You can buy that in a trade. You don't have to get the singlets. But if you want to, go. feel free to do it. But make sure you read this. It is a great story for both TMNT and Batman fans. Awesome. So actually, that brings us to the end of the news segments. Yeah. Um, now it's time to get into some Lanterns comics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. I mean, they should just put that stamp on every single book. That's right. i got to make a change here. But we're going to start off with Green Arrow, number 30. Um, I oh you know when we were doing this whole crossover, what was the first one? Was it the Flash that started off this? The whole Flash thing? was the first one that Ali went to. This is what the Hard Traveling Hero storyline mm-hmm. or the new version of it. Yeah, he went to Flash. He went to Flash. Woman. Then he went to DC with Wonder Woman. Then right. he went to Gotham. With um, no, no, he went to, he went um, to Metropolis, Metropolis to see both Superman. to see Superman and Lex Luthor. Um, and then, then he ends up in Gotham mm-hmm. with Batman. Yep, and he worked with someone else too, didn't he? In Bat in Gotham? No, just just Batman. And then Batman sends him to, um, or sends Hal Jordan to help him out now. Exactly. Yeah. We from as I go on, Hal Jordan didn't just come to Ollie because they're old buddies. He had to get uh, the word from Batman. Yeah, Batman. Well, that's because um, the Earth sector is not his sector anymore, so he's nope. not usually here. No. Um, which I I still think is funny because we got that crossover with uh, Green Lantern or Hal Jordan, Green Lantern, and the Flash. I'm like, man, he really has not been to Earth in a long time. Yeah. And we're like, I haven't seen you, Hal, in so long. 
Um, well, this starts off with him being afraid of Green Lantern. Then he goes on, because we all know he's a he's a man for the people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you see all these different um, people in the America saying how they're afraid of the drought. They're afraid of the politics. They're afraid of... The yeah, the different things that people are actually ha- are fearful of. Losing their job, being mugged on the street. Um, and then this is where we get somewhere in Nevada. Uh, this, um, Nevada. This is where uh, Green Arrow's taking down some of the people from the ninth circle and blowing up some stuff. And it's like a scene straight ripped out of uh, Mad Max. Yeah, <laughs> it does. look. <laughs> uh, and then after he gets done fighting them, he lands in the desert and he's waiting for, well, he says it feels like an alien. He's waiting in area 51 for Hal Jordan to pick him up, which I yeah. thought was perfect for him to be there. Now this is part five of the hard traveling hero. And this is when Hal comes down and says he heard he needed a lift. What goes on here is, to me, he doesn't look different, but if Ollie thinks he does, he does. He says, you look a little bit different, and they go back and forth on it. look like you dyed your hair, you grew your beard out and everything, um, and they haven't seen each other in a very long time. And it's like, well, now they're going... Well, if I remember, for didn't um, Ollie in the, the comics for a while didn't have the goatee or the mustache anymore. No, he didn't in New 52. That's what I think they're referencing. So that's what they're referencing, yeah. is the fact that for a while he didn't look like Oliver Queen. Well, for Ollie, I get that, but for Hal, I'm like, he basically looks the same as he always did, even in New Although 52. whoever, the artist for this it is a little bit he looks a lot younger in this than normal if you look at the way they're drawing him I'm looking at my toy (laughs) I'm like yeah I guess he does Um, well there I'm introducing each other all over again they're basically going to say let's start over from scratch again because I don't know what happened New 52 like I said I didn't read it but I guess they had a falling out Um, and he says let's uh, just meet each other all over again he's like hi I'm I'm Oliver Queen. Hi, I'm Hal Jordan. And then they go on saying how I'm the biggest jerk you'll ever meet. And then it's like, not bigger than me. And I'm the best guy to ever wear green as a superhero. He's like, <laughs> yeah, not not me, though. I'm the best superhero wearing green. Um, then he says, so Bats tells me that you needed some help with a mission. And um, he's like, yes, we need to go into space because he wants to hack this um, satellite that the Ninth Circle is running. Mm-hmm. This is where they're getting all their information from. If they can take this out, it would help them a lot on Earth. Um, and I'm going to pause real quick. I wanted to ask you about this. Isn't it fun and nice to have friends in high places? Literally, Green Arrow's a regular guy, no superpowers, but it's like, wait a minute. If I can get up to a satellite, I can do better things than just working on the ground. You have a friend like Green Lantern. That's right. <laughs> Batman, does, Batman has the same thing, except for um, Ollie references this later on about how um, if he was still rich, he would find his own ride up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he would build the... Biggest, baddest ride to get up there, yeah. which is basically what Batman does. Exactly. And Batman has actually a base on the moon, so mm-hmm. uh, we know how powerful he can be. Uh, now, they said there's an eye in the sky, and this is what the orbital space uh, station is being called for, all the targets in the world, and this is what they're going to have to destroy, sadly. Now, I thought it was really cool here, too. I love the comic book and their word bubbles because um, Green Lantern tells Alex, since we're going to space, he's going to give his own Green Arrow spacesuit with the mm-hmm. Green Lantern ring. And once he um, gets this on him, the Green Lantern, I feel like starts getting that muffled sound, like he's wearing an actual suit. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Um, he's like, well, how are we going to get up there? He's going to fly me up to space. He says, no, we're going to ride in this. And it basically becomes a Jetsons flying truck with the hover wheels and everything. Yeah. <laughs> and, Just a big old pickup truck. Mm-hmm. And they're flying up in the sky. And he says, do you have any idea where we're going? He says, well, just <laughs> really no, but I'm pretty sure you'll direct me. Queen Industries is on it. So and then you get a um, science lesson, yeah, of an actual real life science, science lesson. lesson. This and do you do you remember back when they uh, revamped from the Golden Age of Comics to the Silver Age of Comics? They said out like Green Lantern, Flash, Aquaman, they would be more um, science like. They would make more sense of why they can do these things with their powers. 
I don't remember that exactly, but okay. <laughs> um, that well, science was a big thing. Like even the Adam, they say we're going to explore that more. So I love how DC in 2017 are still following mm-hmm. that rule. Um, well, as they go into outer space, they um, say how they're thousands of miles out of Seattle and the Ninth Circle, and they're um, getting lost out here in space. Thousands of pieces are um, orbiting the um, what is this? They're orbiting. Uh, oh, just an orbit. Um, um, yeah, they're basically out. talking about all the space junk. Yeah. Now, actual, real, in reality, mm-hmm. there are thousands and thousands, thousands. of pieces of debris, mm-hmm. satellites, um, the space Rock. station, little bits of um, meteors and stuff that mm-hmm. are constantly orbiting the Earth. Yeah. Um, and it, I think NASA tracks something like 50 or maybe 500,000 thousand um pieces of debris everything is all the way down to as small as a um little bolt because mm-hmm. they have to know where everything's at in order to go up and come back and i also love how i say it's traveling 17 5 17 500 miles per hour yeah that's that's actually the um velocity you need to maintain orbit mm, okay um as we said dc is staying true and now we're back in Star City, beneath Star City. Um, as we've been going back and forth, I know he's been a traveling hero. This has been the big part. But also it's been the side quest has been Black Canary and, oh, man, what's her? Emiko. Emiko. Um, all these younger sisters. Investigating the human trafficking. She's going to get, she better get salt, called Speedy really soon. <laughs> Red Arrow. Look, she's trying to get called Red Arrow. Well, so is Speedy, but you know, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta learn, you gotta earn that title. Girl. Well, they've been investigating the um, the Ninth Circle's involvement with the underground men, mm-hmm. which have been um, dealing in human trafficking. Right, and now this is where they find Emmy. Um, she's been um, one of the girls they've been tracking down. No, Emmy is actually oh, Emiko. Emmy. Thank you. What is her name then? Her, the, the little girl there. They don't actually name. Oh, I thought they named the Emmy. later, no, the other Wendy. later down. They're looking for Wendy, and that's the other girl oh, they okay. find. There we go. This just happens to be one of the girls that's in a cell here. Okay, they're just going to get her help. They ask her, can she play the sh- or the quiet game? <laughs> um, and then this is where we also get our little thing about Red Arrow. Um, she says, you guys better start calling me Red Arrow. And then it's like, shut up, we're on a mission. <laughs> um, and as they get up there, the girl's leading them basically right into a trap. Um, and once they lead them there, then they find the other girl, Wendy, that they were looking for. And then you have her on a chain by one of the heads of the knife circle. You know what? That, that scene actually almost reminds me of Jabba the Hutt. I was thinking Mad Max. See the um, yeah, the, the outfit, the slave in front of her, slave, and slave, um, yeah, all the people really being quiet, it. hiding around behind him. Mm-hmm. Well, I think they picked from this, picked from a different couple of movies of our uh, pastime. Yeah. Uh, now we're once again above Star City in space, and at this point, they're not riding in the truck no more. They're just sitting down, looking like they're riding in something, but there's no green sphere mm-hmm. there. Um, now this is when they go into a little bit detailed. Um, the Clark Belt, and the first scene, I'm like, is this a reference to Superman? No, that's actually what it's called. Um, and Clark was a communication of Seattle that could be um, in Earth, and the uh, was that the Geo uh, Sanctuary? Well, no, there, yeah, it was what it is is the Clark Belt. It's called that because Arthur C. Clark was uh, um, one of the Godfathers and one of the um, greatest sci-fi writers of all time. Mm, okay. um, in reality, Fill me actually, this, this was named. Like this not. was named after an idea. The po- he posed an idea that you could actually uh, put a satellite, and if you um, spun it around the Earth mm-hmm. at the same speed as the Earth is spinning, mm-hmm. um, in the same direction the Earth is spinning, you can actually put it like above Seattle. They're saying here, and mm-hmm. it would never leave Seattle. Mm. It's just moving the same speed, speed the Earth, Earth is. is. So as the Earth rotates, it's rotating in its orbit. So it's mm-hmm. orbiting the Earth, right. even though it doesn't change from where it's actually at on the – where it's positioned at okay. on the um, surface of the Earth. Okay. Well, thank you. I, when I was reading this, I'm like, I don't know if he was yeah, real or was it's, this It's called um, geo, geosynchronous orbit. 
So or once, geostationary orbit. So once That's again, most of your um, communication satellites are that way. And you're, mm, okay. um, you notice, um, like, in school, any of your yeah. satellite, um, <laughs> any of your satellite TV or anything, the dish always points in one direction. Mm-hmm, right, right. And they don't worry about um, when that satellite's going to move. Because mm-hmm. satellites are always moving. Moving, right. That's because the satellite is moving with us. Oh, okay. It's always going to be in the exact same place. When you said the whole communications thing, I'm surprised I haven't learned that yet since I'm a communication major. <laughs> uh, maybe, you know, in a couple more classes. But um, this is when they get to um, star, the Star Tower, and this is where Knife Stroke uh, destroyed the Space Needle, and they eradicated the Star Tower in space. But now this is um, the moment where they have to find the, re- the receiver. Yeah, the idea is the theory that Ali came up with was the Ninth Circle, in order for them to actually um, – to monitor and know everything that's going on everywhere mm-hmm. is they have to have a giant data vault somewhere. Now, did this also remind you, at least for me it did, from what they were having the same issues in the, the Arrow series. Remember, Felicity had to help with uh, Prometheus. Yeah. Had <clears throat> to do about the same thing because the guy was in control of almost everything except for satellites, which he kind of was in control of that too once you find out. Mm-hmm. But that was one of his weak points. But they said the, um, the, star, the um, Queen Tower in Seattle is now the tallest building in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Well, what if it was a giant broadcast antenna? Right, and broadcasting data to the satellites, and this is where Ollie says it like something they found they could find in Radio Shack. Yeah, <laughs> um, and this is where House is just one big router, which it is. Um, now they're trying to uh, destroy the signal and see if they can do anything on it, but they don't know how to do it. So that's when um, House says we need to do some space CSI. And I said, well, you've seen some CSI with Barry Allen. You just mm-hmm. got over that. Excuse me. Um, and then uh, this is where Arrow asks him, what's the bright idea you got for it? Because uh, they're taking away some of the oxygen now to check into the moon. And once again, they give you a better picture of the big needle in the sky. Um, well, that's actually the the actual satellite is on the dark side of the moon. Mm-hmm. And, and That's uh, another science thing that it would – being on the dark side of the moon, the dark side of the moon is never actually faces the Earth. Right. They're, they're, the moon does not rotate. Right. I learned a couple of this from Pink Floyd when I did some digging on there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, and this is where he had to, has to back them out because they don't know what's going on. It seems like there's an infor- in- information drone that um, attaches to um, what's that communication uh, in Seattle and transfers them. It almost hit them. This is where they're going to have to now break into it. And by doing so, Green Arrow is going to try to um, shoot his arrow into the doorway so they can, they can get in. And this is where Hal tells him, you know we're in space. That's not going to work. Well, as the drone's flying back into the um, into the um, router green arrow shoots it with a, a with a string so they can just follow them in there he's like you know what you are crazy but you it works so that's right um he they grab each other and they go in there and they're now inside the they're in, i don't know what you call that from when they're in their air to go inside to actual building from they're in the airlock they're in there thank you the airlock I've heard of that so now they're in the airlock and it's like well now how do we get into the main um door well they're gonna try one let's hack it with my arrow lover let's try it with my ring and he's like, I'm pretty sure whatever you do, they already know we're here, and they try it, and guess what happens? Somebody was waiting for them on the side of the door. Yeah. Um, and he begins to take them out, and he shoots Arrow with a rocket and flies them back into space, and this is where Green Arrow's getting very uh, scared now, because he's like, oh no, if Laren's out there, I have on the spacesuit from his ring, so if he breaks his concentration, I'm dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he says, I need you. He's so, uh, as the Green Arrow's flying back into space with the bomb, or the rocket, Green Arrow's losing his spacesuit, so um, next issue will be end of the road, and we'll figure out what's going on there, uh, and we'll get to the end of the road in our pool list and let you guys know what they're gonna do there. Exactly. Well, the next um, 
the that next adventure. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah, I love seeing really Green good. Arrow and um, Green Lantern back. This together. whole storyline has been awesome with Green Arrow. Um, Getting look, the chance to see him working with the League members and stuff. Uh, this was my favorite issue. I'll ask you, uh, what was your what was your favorite issue of all these crossovers? I, I like the run in general, uh, just the all whole of thing. it. Yeah. Um, and actually, what's the Arrow? Green Arrow has been surprising me mm-hmm. because that was one of the ones I knew with Rebirth that I probably wouldn't enjoy right, because I mean, I'm not. That. I'm um because Green Arrow tradition has been uber liberal, always mm-hmm. um, social justice warrior, yeah, all this stuff. And that's not the type. I'm not. I don't want politics in my comic books. Understandable. But really, there's not been there's not been that overt about it, mm-hmm. really. And I, <coughs> I was wondering if that's because he lost his billions, maybe. I don't know. Um, but I've been loving it. All I am gonna say is, out of all of them, I love the Green Arrow and uh, Green Lantern crossover the most. Who? When who wrote this? Um, Percy and uh, Benjamin Percy, yeah. And who was that? I think it's Otto Schmidt was the um, artist. Okay, well Percy for writing, dude. Give us a mini series of that because this was like something pulled straight out of the old uh, Green Arrow and Green Lantern books. Yeah, in two thousand. See, I think I don't know. I think for me, the my favorite one so far of, of the run was probably the Superman one mm-hmm. because it was a, you see a lot of Superman in the background doing just regular Superman stuff. Mm-hmm. Well. Um, Green Arrow's dealing with Lex Luthor, right? And that was great because it was like it was it was Ollie dealing with him, right? Or was he Green Arrow? No, yeah, he was. Green it was Arrow. both because Lex had already figured out who he was. Who was. Yeah, um, I sh- I would say think I would like the um, Batman more, but they didn't give us enough of Batman. Yeah, it was like they had like a little. I think well, a couple that, pages together, and that was last it. Last week, I actually... Did you read Blue Beetle last week? No, I did not. I haven't Batman read Batman was in Blue Beetle last week. For a long, but it I was... Um, missed it. Batman was in Blue Beetle, but what it was was Batman standing off watching Blue Beetle um, doing things and watching Jaime um, fight a guy and then deciding that, no, I got to stop this kid. He's going to end up hurting people. To the end of it, finally saying, you know what? The way you did it worked. Hmm. And that's all he basically... He didn't really fight in this book at all. That's, he didn't do a whole lot. That's the third time I've heard Batman helping um high me out because um in the what was that Batman Brave and the Bold Blue Beetle was like a little sidekick to him yeah um and then Justice Show or Show and Justice Game Blue Beetle's one of the few young heroes he picked out to join his um team and now what you're saying there Batman seems he also was looking out for him okay so that's interesting well um the next book we're going to is the Green Lanterns number thirty and um basically we're still ten billion years in the past. Mm-hmm. Valthum has um, sent Jessica and Simon into the past, destroyed Simon's ring, and um, they're actually training the first seven Green Lanterns on how to use the rings. Yeah. And uh, and I had a question. Is she supposed to be like a Brainiac? I believe her planet is actually where Brainiac evolved from, maybe. Okay, because looking this, at it, I'm like, you look familiar. Because mm-hmm. Kasha Dox, Dox is a Brainiac name. Okay. Mm, okay. Remember, there's a couple of them that docs that sounds familiar I, for the last name on my her. Brain, I cannot but, um, it, but okay. They're training these seven lanterns to go take out the original Volthoom, mm-hmm. or when he first became becomes Volthoom. Um, so you start off with um, Jessica and Kasha Docs, who um, and it's telling you who all these are. They're talking about um, and Kasha is talking to Jessica about how fearless she is. Which is kind of funny if you know Jessica um, Cruz. Yeah. She is the most scared Green Lantern anybody's ever seen. Mm-hmm. She's actually um, problem has major thing. anxiety problems. Before mm-hmm. she got her ring, she was locked in her apartment for like five years. Yeah, she just didn't want to come out. I was like, ew, the human world. <laughs> yeah. Outside. Well, then we get to see um, Zakarin, Zran, and uh, Kayleen. Zran is a white, white Martian Green Lantern. 
and Kayleen is an elemental guardian of the planet Alstair. And they're talking about um, learning how to fight and things. Uh, then the next ones you get is Brill, which is a um, artificial intelligence. Good old AI. Who's been out exploring and got a ring. Mm-hmm. And Simon Baz. And talking about Simon staying out of the battle. Then you get Thraner um, and Alpha. Which one's a warrior and one's a Alifa. scavenger, right? I believe so. Warrior and a thief, yes. Yeah, okay. Now, they're actually on uh, the... Green Planet's homeworld, or the Guardian's homeworld, which is not Oa yet. I forget the name of the planet. Wait, Orbit of Maltus. There's the planet Maltus. It's where the Guardians originally came from. And you get Valthum helping these two guys building a well, looks like. And um, it, the problem with Valthum is not the fact that he wa- doesn't want to help people or he's having these pro- or he's totally evil. Mm-hmm. He actually does everything he wants because he's trying to save his planet that he destroyed. Right. Or, inadvertently and also the thing that's messing him up and making him seem more as a villain he's crazy exactly the spectrum is just really the, yeah the, having the power ring that has the entire emotional spectrum in it mm-hmm. is driving him insane yeah so he's helping these two guys that look like tall small-headed guardians, guardians. yeah well, you know, I don't think they're small-headed. I just want to say they actually they're fit normally their body. proportioned. <laughs> yeah, but what it is is they find out. Volthoom's talks about them or is talking about the Guardians. How they're sitting up on their um, science citadel city, and uh, because they're up there staying, uh, they're actually shrinking. The bodies are getting smaller. Oh, and their mm-hmm. heads are getting bigger. bigger. Which you know, which is the way we know as Guardians. Yeah, but. Um, while he's talking to these guys, he does start to lose control, and, they- and he goes from um, the Violet. To um, what's it's not orange. It's uh, it's still it's orange. It's orange. He goes from pink, lavender to pink or to orange. Goes through red. Goes back to yellow, yellow for fear. fear. All these things because he has no control over his motions. Mm-hmm, so the he, ring does crazy stuff whenever he wants to do it. And they're asking him, "Are you okay? Like, what's going on with this exactly. guy?" Exactly. And he comes up with the idea, like, you know what? In order to get the guardians to come out and actually give me my travel lantern, I'm gonna have to do. So- I may have to kill you two. <laughs> I mean, just straight up. I know. I'm gonna have to kill you guys because maybe if I kill enough of you, they'll come out and deal with me. I mean, I don't know why I'm laughing at that. Just like, hey, he's, we're sitting down, we're on, we're sitting by the lake. We might get some fish. This is a good guy. I might have to kill you two. Oh, what? <laughs> we're having exactly. a good day, man. At that point, that's when Threner and Alpha um, break in and start smashing him. Um, and it, so they and they totally catch him by surprise, and the guardians are up on the science citadel, um, considering actually uh, giving into the mm-hmm. to Volthoom, saying, you know, in order to save these people, we may have to actually turn ourselves in. But but then on the monitor, all of a sudden, they see the Green Lantern, so they're like, mm-hmm. wait a minute, power rings, <laughs> and um, Raimi, who um, in the future. Yeah, Volthoom had killed Raimi, remember, and right, took his right. spot. Well, this is the original Raimi that helped them build the rings and actually built the original Green Lantern rings. he's seeing his work. He's at- saying, wait a minute, they actually came back. The rings mm-hmm. actually worked. <laughs> so, um, and then they see from orbit moving at incredible speed, and then the rest of the lanterns all show up. Right, which you would think would be good news. Exactly. And um, they start beating on Volthoom, but Volthoom's like, wait a minute, new power rings, where did they come from? And this is where the orange uh, ring comes into play. Mm-hmm. Greed. So, and then Simon's like, well, okay, I don't have a ring, but I have to go help. Mm-hmm. And as he starts to, Brill builds a cage around him all of a sudden and says, I'm under orders. Jessica so Cruz said you don't sure get into you this stay battle. protected. Exactly. But at that time, that's when Volthoom destroys Kaylee. Yep. And you get willpower spiking and then Green Lantern 006, because remember, these are the original seven lanterns. Yeah. Deceased. 
Initiating search for a new lantern. Is this how we know they came to die? Hmm? Is this how we know they... Since the whole time-traveling element, this is showing how they actually die, why there are no more... The oh, why are these... Uh, oh, possibly. That's why I was thinking. It's a time-traveling book, so it's a little confusing. <laughs> well, then you get... Um, Jessica's telling him, Green Lantern's attack. Take this guy down. He just killed one of us. So as they're fighting, he... Um, next one he does, he takes out... Um, Rage. Athla? Yeah, he uses Rage to take out Athla. Burns her. And she's gone. Uh, next one, he takes, he actually kills Brill, so he's killed three of them. He had already killed, I don't remember her name, but the Green Lantern yeah, from Krypton. From, yeah. Because one of the seven Lanterns was actually from Krypton. Mm-hmm. And that happened, was that or the No, she died on her own. She died um, yeah, from he, the ring. Ring, yeah. Now the ring killed second her. book. It, it, too much energy, I think, and it, she just exploded. Something like that, yeah. She couldn't control the um, ring, and the ring actually overpowered her. Right, and because this was the first couple of rings, I feel like it's a little bit of a bad batch. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, they didn't have it all figured out yet. So all of a sudden, Brill's gone. So they've he's killed he's killed three. What four at this point? Uh, three, but there are four dead lanterns. Yeah, yeah. That's so total. there's three lanterns left. Um, they they come fighting at him. He um knocks them all back, and talks about how he's Volthoom, the first lantern and the last. He's holding Jessica up. Then Simon shows up mm-hmm. without a ring. He just and Simon's like, you know what? This. I don't have a ring, but that does never stop me from uh, getting into a fight before. Mm-hmm. And then um, that's when Volthoom blasts him across the... Um, but let's, let's not forget, he got some good shots and he uh, got Volthoom to bleed. Yeah, he actually... Once Simon hits the ground, he picks up and throws a rock and chucks it, hits Volthoom in the head. Also gave him a head butt before Which, that. Busted yeah. his nose. <laughs> that's what um, causes Volthoom to go into rage again. Then you see a ring go flying. You see a ring says Simon Baz. Mm-hmm. Then a couple Then it says you rings. have the ability to overcome great fear. Then another one, mm-hmm. and then another one, yep. and then a, now Simon is wearing four Green Lantern rings. <laughs> the four, um, the orig- the first four original Lanterns to die, their mm-hmm. rings have all come to Simon. Yep. So he's so got he the says, "You want power right rings? Come and get them." Um, and that's the end of this um, issue. And it says, um, "Next issue is the final showdown." I love what they're doing now with Simon because I that, the one thing I know a lot of fans, including me, did disliked about the new uh, Green Lantern from the New 52, which was Simon. He carried a gun. It's like, wait a minute, that's the point well, of a couple being of months a ago, they actually they finally got him to drop the gun when he was working with Batman. And now we see it's really improving him. Yeah. He's got four rings because of his willpower, mm-hmm. letting him know you really don't well, need a weapon. You, you are remember, your own weapon. With no ring a couple of issues ago, he actually was able to activate the Emerald Sight. Mm-hmm. He's got... I, which is which part of it was when uh, Balthoom shattered his ring... Mm-hmm. Some of the shards got embedded into his forearms. And that's how we now know from, like I said, once again, 52, his ring, his arm would glow uh, with his tattoo. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, why is his tattoo glowing? They didn't really explain it. It just looked cool. Well, now we know why, because there's the shards where he has his um, tattoo on his arm. Yeah. So I think it's just really cool and really uh, good story writing what they're doing with uh, Simon Bass's Green Lantern. I can't wait to see how he's going to kick Volhum's butt in the next issue. Yeah, that's going to be awesome stuff. And now we get to go to the third book that has to do with Green Lanterns. Superman number 30. Mm-hmm. And this one is this part two of the Yellow Lantern story. We have Sinestro and um, Superman Superman fighting over Parallax, because Parallax is actually possessing Superman right now. This was a short little series, though. Or yeah. Series, short little um, two-parter. So let's, uh, well, it's going to lead into a lot more stuff starting next issue. Yeah. Or wait, is the Mr. Oz stuff's in action, isn't it? Right. But oh, this- no, no, no. It's going to lead into something big at the end of this, though. Did right. you read the, what's up next down this? 
Read that last page at the bottom oh, and yeah, see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I've seen that. I see so that. we're going to have some fun there, too, once we get there. So go ahead. Um, well, from what we got right now, Superman is being controlled by Parallax. And Parallax and Sinestro have a lot of beef toward each other. You would think they would be on the same page, but they're not. Um, basically, Parallax was, we know, the embodiment of fear. But Sinestro is the king of the, well, Sinestro Corps. He's the leader of the Sinestro Corps, yeah. Well, king. He's the king of fear, leader of Sinestro Corps. Did and they actually Parallax, ever call him a king? They, I could see him calling himself a king. I, they didn't say it, but to me, this is what, he's a king. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so they go up, and of course, since he's using the body of Superman, he takes him up into space and turns around and slams him down like a meteor into that same school building that was abandoned um, in the first issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and now as they're uh, talking to each other, um, as he takes a couple last breaths, he wants him to. Uh, Parallax just saying how he can consume anything, the blackness, all the fear you have into oblivion, and then this is when Sinestro tells him, just shut up, Parallax. Even You talk even more than... Um, how Jordan does. I don't know what happened here, but it was an explosion. I don't know if you explained to me exactly what he did. Well, the explosion at the top of here is actually they um, come back into the earth like a meteor and right. smash into the ground. That's right. the explosion there. Right. Um, and that's why Sinestro is beat up there. Then you right. see this flash in a circle. Was this just That's a, a teleport, it okay, looks like. And it teleport, that's teleport. how they go. Because remember, Quard is in the animator universe. Right. It's not in the actual real universe. Um, I just didn't know that big light. I'm like, was that all Well, that's why the next that? page, they're surrounded by the weaponers of Quard. Oh, okay, that was just a big... Uh... That was a big blast. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, anyways, now they're... Which one? The one on the bottom of the page there? Mm-hmm. I thought something else might happen. I don't, know, just I don't think it did. It, no, what it is, they're already in that crater. The crater was created earlier when they smashed into Earth. Oh, okay. So the Flash was just a teleport. A quick boom, done. Oh, okay. Dimensional shift. Um, well, now they're on... What was the planet's name again? Lord Sinestro. Quard. Quard. Um, now everyone's saying Lord Sinestro. They're ready to fire on that, well, uh, Parallax Superman whenever... He calls. Before that can happen, Parallax, instead of breathing, breathing freeze breath, since he's controlling Superman, it's fire breath. Yeah. And he takes out some of the um, people of the planet, and then this is where they do get the best of him, um, which I thought was pretty weird. But then you get to find out on the next page, um, theirs is not a yellow sun-inhabited planet. So yeah. Superman's powers do not work the same here, uh, which makes sense. Now, this is where Parallax um, is still inside Superman and... Uh, Sinestro says, I know you can hear me. I know the um, Kryptonian is out for the count, but you can still hear me subconsciously. Um, and with this frozen heart of Cord, um, there's nowhere. Yeah, they they went into the frozen heart of Cord, uh, thousands of miles down into the center of the planet. Mm-hmm. And this is where, um, I think this is Superman, correct, that woke up, right? Well, originally it's supposed to be um, Parallax still controlling right. him. And that's what I was trying to figure out at the time. I'm like, is that Parallax talking like this? We um, don't know yet. Well, Superman's body shoots out his laser beams, but Sinestro um, re- deflects it. And then this is where we think we're hearing Superman, but we don't really know because he's not uh, his yellow self with Parallax. He and said, then at this point, I think it is Parallax is gone because he says, Newsflash, mm-hmm. it's gone. Yep. Um, and he's, basically he's trying to get to Parallax. Sinestro wants Parallax. He wants to control him again, have him absorbed into the ring so he can be the leader of Sinestro Corps again with all his uh, power. Yeah. Also, as we said, he was darn near dead um, after the whole um, fight between him and Hal. And mm-hmm. we just found out he came back a couple of issues ago in Hal Jordan Green Lantern Corps, correct? Yeah. Um, and then this was the first time we've seen Sinestro since then. Right. And he's so he's still a weak, guys. He's still weak. This is why he wants Parallax back. Yeah. 
Um, and as he's, this is where I think he left Superman's body because Superman wasn't giving into the fear. Um, you see all these screams and all these. Well, yeah, at this point, Superman. this is where Sinestro is trying to find out what is Superman really afraid of. Mm-hmm. And a couple of things actually. Um, the d- destruction. There's of, a couple of very similar things in here, though. Mm-hmm. Destruction of Metropolis and the world as they know it. But the the whole fear in that one is not being fast enough or being able to, to save. save the people who need exactly. him. Exactly. Um, then the other one for his son being called a freak, like what he was afraid of when he was growing mm-hmm. up. Um, once again, he can't save people. He can't save the woman he loved, Lois Lane. That's a big problem. He's yeah, what happens, one of the fears is what happens if um, Lois contracts cancer? Mm-hmm. He that's something Superman that. can't fix. Yeah. Um, this is why I say Superman is not a god. He can't do everything. He's just very powerful what mm-hmm. he has. And next one is now. This was I was a little confused. On I guess he's afraid of himself becoming a monster like Doomsday. There's a panel where he. Well, you got to remember Doomsday, um, especially at this point in the DC universe. Doomsday is a version um, of Superman, a cloned Kryptonian. Yeah. Um, so this could happen to Superman. Superman becoming a, a, genetic, a genetic experiment type deal. Mm-hmm. Um, then the last couple ones are him dying by the hands of his son. Yeah. His son. What happens if his son would ever turn on him? And this comes from the fear of him. Because he's Superman, he has these duties and these responsibilities of saving the world. He's afraid that his son will be neglected and he might become a bad guy because he was not there to show his son and raise him the way he really wanted to. Yeah. Um, because of other responsibilities. And as this is all happening, his last vision he gets his son burning him. He's saying, stop, stop. Then in reality, he's yelling out, stop. And he still has not given in to this fear no. that Sinestro's trying to put onto him. Um, so he starts whipping him. And then this is where... Oh, what's her name? Lisa Drack. Lisa Drack. This is, this it is, says her name on the next page. Okay, is this his wife or just his lover? <laughs> uh, this is basically his lieutenant who wants to be everything for him. I thought she already was, to this be is honest. not her. Right. Um, well, she says, stop, Lord. Um, the, you can't defeat a parallax like this by giving in to your spirits. You must give in to yours and truly become one, and he can. you and him can... Yeah, take off the together. ring so that he can um, feel your actual fear and come into you. And she hugs him. And this is when Sinestro says, oh, how disappointing. <laughs> I think they gave him to the love thing a little too much. This is our uh-huh. two evil beings. They don't, they're not this lovey-dovey. Um, he um, says, Parallax has took you over and was so easy, it's disappointing. And she says, my lord, no. Turns out, Parallax has left her body and went to one of the lieutenants. And then out of nowhere, he gets blasted in the back with one of the thunderbolts that, mm-hmm. from the weaponers of Quard. And you ne- find out, no, Parallax has now jumped bodies again. Again. And this is where um, he was just going to kill that guy. It's like, okay, you got Parallax in you. I'm just going to mm-hmm. kill you because you're easy to do that to. Then Superman um, uses his um, eye rays or eye beams and he stops. Heat Sinestro. vision? Heat vision, jeez. Uh, <laughs> All the, this whole time you've been coming up with 27,000 different I names know. for it. Uh, his red eyes. How about that one? Not a new one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he uses heat vision to deflect uh, Sinestro's um, yellow beam. He says he's just a puppet right now. He's not doing anything bad. Don't kill him. He's innocent. And this is where Parallax come out, and he starts going through every single one of these guys. And um, Sinestro has a shield up blocking their um, lightning bolts. And this is where he um, he gets away, and Superman... Once again, Superman really doesn't have a lot of power and energy, so him keep using his um, heat vision... Um, I feel like he's going to run out of power very soon, but he needs to get well, out and escape from this What it is Sinestro is um, Sinestro had followed Parallax back to the surface to fight. So they've left Superman by himself down in the um, thousands of miles down. Yeah, in that cold, cold place. Mm-hmm. Um, now, this is hours later. 
once again, as I said, I think it also because it took Superman a while to get out of there. He had to really concentrate yeah. his heat vision to get out of his trap. Um, but Sinestro's fighting um, Parallax, and this is where Superman comes in and stops him, saying, "Boy, you're more stubborn. Are you? Do all? Well, sorry, this is a good quote. Sinestro, your stubbornness must be common with you and all the other lanterns." <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and, I didn't even know this. They say go back to Hal Jordan and Green Lanterns um, Volume One to see everything that happened. Well, that's what happened for the bottom par- mm-hmm. bubble there. Um, he says you're. They're talking about how Superman's telling him you're still hurt from that battle with right. Hal Jordan, which, which you'll get in early. Volume One of Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps. And. Um, but he says you've given me the means to the end on this. You've given me the idea of how to fix this. And this is where he says, "As for you, uh, Parallax, he's very terrifying, and he'll give him that, but." Once before, he's afraid too, so do your worst. As he, uh, for me, I thought that was kind of lame. It was like, do your worst. I'll just eat Superman. It's Superman. You just don't eat Superman. He He's Superman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, as he's going through uh, Parallax's body, he um, has still the green, uh, or not green, I'm sorry, the yellow ring in his hand. Yeah, he took Sinestro's ring while Sinestro was beat down and it was done. Yep. Um, and he says there's much more um, to terror in our hearts. There's also joy, love, and hope. So Superman puts on that ring. He says, with every single shared hope you hold, all the fear in the universe at bay, and mine gives me the will to capture you. Um, Now, I was a little confused here, but let me know if I'm wrong. Superman used Parallax's fear against him because of the yellow ring being controlled by fear? Uh, Something like that. Uh, I I just He's basically using the yellow ring to trap Parallax. Parallax, right. But he's also using... Okay, guys, I'm, now let, let me know too, Ken, if I'm wrong. What I got from here, since Superman has on the yellow ring and he uses the fear in the ring, but Superman is channeling all his hope, um, love, and what was the, and the will, and that's what Parallax is afraid of. So he's basically using the yellow ring of fear against Parallax because he's controlling that. It looks like that. that, that I, like I said, it was kind of weird how he used it, but because of Superman and he, he is a beacon of hope, I can see how they did that. And um, he absorbs. Well, he Parallax. also talks Parallax into the ring. He tells him that I know you're scared right now, mm-hmm. right? Um, but you'll be safe inside the ring. I promise. Right. I won't let Sinestro let use you again. Right. He's gonna. Um, and he tells Parallax straight up, "I'm gonna take this ring back to Mogo, mm-hmm. to Hal Jordan, and the rest of the Corps, and um, because they're best best equipped to actually care for you and um, keep you safe. And he's gonna remember um, the Parallax is. A fear entity. Right. He basically is a creature. He's not He's an actual not a person. person. Right. I just thought it was great that Superman used. I feel like Superman was using reverse psychology on him and trapped him. Why you say he was speaking to him, telling him, "I'll keep you safe." I think he's actually afraid of being controlled by Sinestro. Literally afraid of that, even though he is the embodiment of fear. Quite possibly. Um, and also from his face here, it looks like a scared face. But um, he gets him in the ring, and then he comes back to Sinestro, and he basically tells him, he asks him, did you lose something? He's like, give that ring back to me. And he, Superman knows Sinestro's in no shape or condition to even fight at this point. So he says, I would like to see you try to take this back from me. And he says, this day you've made an enemy Kryptonian. Um, he says, whatever you want to try and makes you sleep better at night, whatever you want to say, sure, go ahead and say it. <laughs> so this is when Sinestro and... Um, why do I keep forgetting her name? Well, next one, it's, um, and, um, yeah, Lissa and De- Sinestro disappear. Right, and this is where now he talks to the people of the planet and basically gives him the Superman speech, letting him know, since Sinestro's gone, they really don't know what to do. He's like, well, maybe instead of stop being afraid of your fears, do what you feel is right, and don't be afraid to do that. And I think if you guys look into the deep bottom of your heart, you'll make the right choice. So they uh, take him back to Earth, and now he's back at home 
with uh, Lois and John, and there he's seeing him watching him sleep. And um, Lois says, just, "Let's just go downstairs and let the boy um, have his rest." And um, once again, thank you for helping him with everything. And they can go discuss this over pie, and they can talk all about his adventures with mm-hmm. uh, Fine Sinestro. And then um, at the very and end, then, of the- well, Superman tells Lois, "Go ahead and go down. I just want to stand here and breathe and relax for a minute and just mm-hmm. watch him sleep." Right, like a good father. Yeah. Um, but the next issue is Apocalypse Now, which is great. We've been talking the last couple of shows that um, how they're they're finally bringing the new gods into the DC universe. Well, looks like we're getting dark or at least. A run on Apocalypse and Superman now, mm-hmm. which is traditionally where Apocalypse, um, when they brought him, brought Darkseid out of just the New Gods books, he Superman. was fighting Superman. Right. The only one that could even go against him in the Just League was Superman. And that's he yeah. No one else was had enough power, and Superman himself doesn't have enough power well, to say, take he, down. Superman and Darkseid fighting each other is the same level at this point, but Darkseid is even more powerful than Superman. It's just that whole once again. The willpower Superman, he can always somehow get the best of him. But exactly. he always comes back. He can never completely get rid of Darkseid. Well, what it is is um, Superman won't stop. Right. Until you can, unless he's dead. Right. And then that didn't even stop him. Right. So, <laughs> uh, Darkseid's so, a big uh, opponent for Superman. I'm glad to, can't wait to see him back yeah. in this next issue. But that leaves us at the end of our reviews, and we've only got one thing left to do. Yeah, we got to go to a store or a shop. And that sound could just mean only one thing. It's time for our comic shop pull list. This week, the comic shop pull list is for September 20th, 2013, or 20, yeah, 13, 2017. Um, this week, as every week, the p- comic shop pull list is brought to you by the Shazbots. That was their song, The Comic Book Shop. Go check them out on Facebook and iTunes and theshazbots.com with two Zs. Um, let them know that the DC Superpowers podcast sent you. We've got 12 books this week, including one of the uh, Dark Knight's metal books. Mm-hmm. We get the first of the actual um, Batman specials. Yep. So, but before we get to that one, we're going to start off with Superman number 31. And this looks very interesting. Well, this is the breaking point, part one. Lois Lane is after, or Lois Lane is after the interview of a lifetime with the subject of her Daily Planet article, Deathstroke the Terminator, which is awesome to see that they actually gave him his full name in that. Yeah, I thought they took that Terminator part off for a well, a long time ago, reasons. but it doesn't matter. They, they're calling him Deathstroke the Terminator, he which is the way he should be. Yeah. And there have been times when he's just called the Terminator. Mm-hmm. No Deathstroke. Um, now, scroll up there just slightly, real quick. Okay, is that his... Yeah, so he's not wearing his um his Defenders... Uh, or Yeah. What are, they, are they calling him that? Defiance. Um, yeah, his Defiance suit. suit. So, so it's interesting. I'm wondering what happens. Well, determined to get inside the mind of a killer... Lois follows the trail of bodies across the globe and comes face-to-face with the ultimate assassin. But the encounter turns deadly, and with Superman's half a world away, the interview of a lifetime could cost Lois Lane her life. Which is interesting, because they just said Apocalypse Now was the next book. Hmm. Well, artist hmm. is Tyler Kirkham, and its writer is James Bonney. And the next Which one. is a totally new writing te- writing, writing and art team, team for this, totally, yeah, well, 100%. Maybe, maybe because since we're diving into more of uh, the new gods, this could be why. Well, that possibly. And actually, the last couple of Superman has been 
um, different writers and things. They've been doing pretty good though. I've been very entertained. I really did like that Sinestro uh, crossover. Yeah, it was it was short but sweet. Um, next one we're gonna dive into Batman with the Dark Metal, but this one is Batman the Red Death. This is the version of the Flash. As events of Dark Knight's metal rock the DC universe, the creatures of the Dark Multiverse stand ready to invade our world. How can even the world's greatest heroes stop a horde of deadly beings that appear to be powerful nightmare versions of a familiar figure? Find out in these special tie-in issues. Ours is Carmine D. Domenico and uh, written by um, Joshua Williams. And Joshua Williamson and um, Jen Domenico, you know, are the team that does Flash. I was just about to bring that up. So I'm now that I'm reading this, I'm thinking... And this is the Flash version of um, the Dark Knight's Metal um, Batman. Is this now letting us know all these variations of... Which I think be perfect if they're the writers on the characters. Let them take the dark take on it. Yeah, I that'd be quite happening. interesting. Well, the next book we have is... Wow, that's kind of, I like that cover. Mm-hmm. Now, that's uh, Nightwing we usually don't see, but I'm loving the way he looks. Well, this is Nightwing number 29. It is the and Dark Knight's metal tie-in. Is that is that Killer Croc right there? That could be. I don't know. Well, we'll find out here in just a minute. This is the Dark Knight's metal tie-in for Nightwing. It's Gotham Resistance Part 2. One vanquished foe gives way to another. Even worse than threat... Um, or to another even worse threat as their crucial tie-in to DC's metal continues. Hopelessly lost in a kingdom of snow and ice, our heroes are set upon by Mr. Freeze and his fearsome frost giants from the Dark Multiverse. So that was Mr. Freeze and the frost giants that you saw. Okay. Um, But help arrives in the form of one from the form of an at once foreign and familiar Dick Grayson. So um, Nightwing's going to come to save the day. It's written by, or artist is Paul Pelletier, and it's written by Tim Seeley. Nice. Um, now, since they said it's a Dark Metal tie-in, right? Yes. What did, I wonder, so this has to do with the Dark Multiverse. That's probably why Nightwing has a beard. So you think this is the Nightwing from the Dark Metal universe? Too? Quite possibly. Because you notice he's gray and black instead mm-hmm. of blue and black. Blue and black, right. And he's older. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one we have on our list is Aquaman issue number 28, Underworld Finale. Good. Maybe he'll get out of the city. Yeah, I, I've been missing him. You know what I mean? <laughs> I want him in the um, Justice League. The nice thing is, even in Justice League and stuff, they've had Mera take the place of Aquaman because mm-hmm. because he is locked down in right. Atlantis. And it's all connected right now, which I think is great. Um, caught in the claws of a monstrous car- um, crustacean crime baron known as Crush, Aquaman and Dolphin are bargaining ships in the most dangerous game with the cruel King Wrath. You'll who'll do anything to keep the secret of Arthur's um, survival from the people of Atlantis. Meanwhile, Mira's secret to break into a Seal Kingdom hits rough patch when Atlantis's uh, magical technology short uh, circus uh, on a massive scale, especially those devices made of certain metal. Huh. Okay, are you getting? Uh, are we getting a thing? Everything, here? everything is getting metal. Metal. So next week seems like it might be all metal thing. Um, now the artist on here is uh, Stefan C. Sizik? Sizik. And written by Dan Abnett. Now, yeah, because you remember Green Lanterns, for how Jordan the Green Lantern Corps is dealing with metal and mm-hmm. nth metal. Yep. So um, let's go right into the it's next a common one, theme. Except for this one. This one's uh, not. <laughs> is this final? Is this yeah, is this, hopefully this is the final finale of this. It says part five, so I'm this pretty is sure we got Bat- one more for final. Well, this is Batman number 31. Actually, I can tell you right now because I can... Oh. 
I believe number 32 starts the new storyline of Batman. Uh, give me just a moment. No, this is a, that's in Batman. That's not Detective, detective. Okay. Well, we get Batman number 31, The War of Jokes and Riddles, Part 5. It's tough to beat the two biggest puzzle makers in the world at their own game. And Batman's gambits only pull, have only pulled him deeper into the moral quagmire where the Riddler and Joker do their dirty work. All of Gotham City hangs in the balance as Batman faces the ultimate conundrum. The brain teasers better be, or the brain teaser, or that are brain teasers better than belly laughs. Art is done by um, Michael Janin, and it's written by Tom King. Hmm. All right. Um, this cover here is creepy. Yeah, I'm look. That's why I was looking at it like, oh, geez. Uh, next one is uh, Batwoman issue number seven. Fear and Loathing Part 1. When the father, when her father, Colonel Jacob Kane, realizes that Kate would never become the soldier he wanted, he chooses someone else to lead his secret prime, uh, paramilitary. paramilitary group of the colony. That man, um, Colony Prime, hates nobody on Earth um, the way he hates Kate. Ooh. And the feeling is uh, mutual. So when the two of them are stranded in the Sahara Desert, heavily dosed with Scarecrow's fear toxin, with no way to survive except to rely on each other, they might just choose death instead. That's really scary. Ours yeah. is uh, Fernando Blanco, and writer is Margaret Bennett. Um, this cover is really scary, guys. I mean, it's like Scarecrow's face, but it's sewn together, and it looks like it's the raw teeth just poking out in the desert yeah. of the sand. If I had to see that all my way through a desert, I think I would just say, kill me now. <laughs> <laughs> well, the next one up, we get Green Arrow number 31. Now, we've seen Green Arrow team up with The Flash. Yes. We saw him with Wonder Woman. We've yes. seen him with Superman and yes. Lex Luthor. We've seen him with Batman. Batman. We've seen him with Green Lantern. Now. Well, we get, now get hard-traveling hero finale, and it looks like they're all coming to play. After you get this, I'm going to give my uh, idea for what they just need to do next. Well, for a year, Oliver Queen has been one step behind the Ninth Circle. Now he knows why. An orbital fortress from which the supervillain financial empire secretly spies, steals, buys, sells, and kills everyone and everything. Green Arrow leads, needs to defeat them. And it is going down. It'll take the whole Justice League... To clean up the mess in this epic conclusion to the star-studded Green Arrow, or to the most star-studded Green Arrow story ever. Artist is Juan Ferreria, and it's written by Benjamin Percy. You know, I think they... It's interesting. They, they're they talking about the entire Green Lantern Corps, or mm-hmm. the entire mm-hmm. Justice League. Yeah. Hal Jordan currently is not a member of the Justice League. But once a Justice Leaguer, always a Justice League. That's right. Um, no, but I, after seeing this... Does that mean like, Plastic Man is still a member of the Justice League right now? Maybe. <laughs> um, I just think they need to put Green Lantern and Justice League team, to be honest with you. I mean, yeah. Black Canary is in a version of the Justice League, uh, um, Justice League of America. Just put Green Arrow in there and just call it quits. Yeah. <laughs> Let's let them help sometimes. Honorary member, even. Um, the next one is Green Lantern's issue number 31, out of time finale. Simon Bass stands alone against Valhoom, the first and most powerful Lantern. It's a battle of courage and will that changes both Bass and Valhoom forever. Interesting. Okay. Ours done is Matt uh, Santorellini, um, Carol Barbie, and uh, writer is Sam Humphreys. Cool. Looks like they finally are going to get back to their regular time then, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because that was getting um, 
not too confusing, you know but what? a little confusing. You remember in the very beginning of this storyline where um, they actually showed the seven, or what was supposed to be the seven original lanterns? Right. Um, or rings? The, the rings? Yeah. No, in the vault, remember? Oh, yeah, yeah. And they only had, I think there was like three or four rings there, and that was it? Well, now, I think there was only like three rings there, wasn't oh, there? Think well, I think we now. may know why there's only three rings there. Mm-hmm. If the other four rings come w- forward in time with Simon. Yeah, and that's all they have. Well, the next one is uh, some of the most fun comics you're usually going to read. You get Harley Quinn number 28. Vote Harley part one. The What? Those are apples. Where? Yeah. That's because she's running for mayor. <laughs> for of New York. New York, yeah. The big apples. So... Oh, the Harley. corrupt mayor of New York has been um, has been a thorn in Harley's side since the day he stepped into office. And now he's crossed the line one to, time too many. So Harley's usually usual methods of dealing with problems like this have failed her. So it's time for a more unconventional solution. Is New York City ready for Mayor Harley Quinn? It better be. Artist is John Timms and it's written by Jimmy Palmiani and Amanda Connor. Um, for this next one, I'm not going to, I'll give you guys a synopsis and I'm going to give you guys why this is happening. And it's not any spoilers. If you've been keeping up, we've talked about it. Um, the next one is justice league issue number 29 legacy part four deadly, deadly motivation behind the league of the league's future children is revealed. The league will have none of it for the children have targeted a current league member for assassination. And it's not at all who you think. Um, well, uh, this was one I wanted to uh, pick out, but we had the lantern theme, so I'm just going to do a quick rundown. Basically, uh, the younger team gets to hang and spend time with their parents in the past, but at the very end of the issue, we find out Wonder Woman needs to be killed for some reason. Because okay. Because she's the reason why all this is being started in the future that caused all this destruction. Now, <coughs> I'm seeing a, I'm, I'm seeing a um, trend here, because remember Flashpoint? All the problems, on, or some of the major problems on Earth during the Flashpoint Aquaman universe was Aquaman Woman. and Wonder Woman yeah. fighting. Eh. I, you know what I think that's what is? They're warriors. And what do warriors do whenever they feel their they go to war being threatened? <laughs> they fight. Yeah, so um but really what I think here, do you think Wonder Woman is actually the witch in the future? I don't think so. That could be what is it, Cersei? Yeah. Yeah. You think could be a Wonder Woman oh, no, villain. Cer- oh yeah, could you think it could be Wonder Woman's villain? I for some reason I think they're tying in everybody and um King Arthur is now the villain mixed in with Cyborg's body. I really think that Wonder Woman and it is a female that's attacking them. Yeah. She could be why they're attacking them and also her and Arthur don't age like everyone else, like Superman does. Yeah. But we don't know what happened to him. Did they say yeah, he did they kill Superman? Yeah, um well you know Wonder Woman should, technically is, I believe is um pretty much immortal. Yeah. So that would make sense if that is her Aquaman's not, but no, but he ages slow. He ages slow and like so Superman. does Superman. Um, so that, that's why I was thinking when I, they said she needs to die. I'm like, well, who's their villain in the future? That's a female. She looks like she's pretty tall. Looks like an Amazonian body type. That's my theory. If it's I could possible. But we'll, well find out. Next issue. The, the art actually for that is done by no, Matt sorry, Banning no, and Fernando Pizarin. Um, you had already moved ahead. It's done by Brian Hitch. And by okay. the way, Brian, this is great. I'm sorry we ever dissed you. <laughs> yeah, this should be. This is what you should have been writing from the beginning. Seriously, though, is this is a great writing. So, uh, well, the next one, we get to Super Sons, number eight. The Planet of Capes, part three. The Super Sons find themselves blasted across the cosmos to a weird world called um, Yagardris. As Superboy and Robin endeavor to to stop this strange place's super-powered factions from killing each other, can a horde of 
ultra-powerful aliens, some sentient multiversal clay, and a showdown with the villain Cracklow uh, stopped them from getting back to Earth? Well, the artist is George Jimenez, and Peter J. Tomasi will let us know. All right, and this is the last one we have here is Trendy, issue number 13. That makes a lot of sense since it's number 13. Mm-hmm. We're working with the Dark Justice League and Dark Destiny Part 2. The Pandora's Pit origins reveal themselves to Cersei and Ra's al Ghul as John Constantine and the mystical Trinity work with Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman to host a superpower exorcism on Red Hood, Artemis, and Bizarro. That's... Four trendies right there, and I can't wait to read this dark, dark story. Oh, uh, yeah. This is done by V. Uh, Ken Morton and written by Rob Williams. I think they got that mixed up there. That is the Ken Morton the fifth, and it's written by Rob Williams. Okay. I don't know how the name. Whatever. Well, I do have a quick honorable mention for it. I because you would. I this figured. is one we've been talking for a while, and I know my wife was excited to see okay. about this. I was wondering about this. This week, we finally get the Wonder Woman Conan, Conan crossover. Um, number one. And it says, what makes one a legend? What makes one a legend? How do legends carve their names into history when countless others are forgotten? Wonder Woman and Conan the Barbarian are destined by the fates to be legendary. But when their when their stories collide, will both emerge victorious, or will the f- fickle gods cut their lives short? Co-published by Dark Horse Comics, the artists are Matt Ryan and um, Aaron Lepresti, and it's written by Gail Simone, Gail Simone, which many people see as one of the best the Wonder Woman writers, writers of all time. Yeah, so good, she's on there. So it's gonna it's gonna be an interesting ride, and you're gonna see lots of blood and guts and uh, Conan's uh, swords and sorcery. And that's out of all the other DC characters, at least the main Wonder Woman is the perfect for the blood and guts gore. with yeah. the time of when they're fighting, she mm-hmm. is a warrior princess. And so with that, I do think that makes a show. I think it does too. We had a pretty exciting week for our two-week hiatus, I'd like to say. Titans is in full swing. I mean, this thing is, there's no way we're not going to see this. Oh, yeah. And, you know, um, as before recording, I was checking everything to make sure, do we get any more news, more news, maybe Beast Boy? But we'll get him at some point. Yeah, that's weird that they're showing Hawk and Dove and everybody else, but they've never said who they've cast for Beast Boy. I'm wondering. And they're getting ready to go in front of cameras. I'm wondering if that's because of the whole green skin thing. Well, no, because Starfire's on. I don't know, but. For some reason, he's the last one to hear about. We got Hawk and Dove before him. I thought it was really strange. So, um, but with that, Vernon, why don't you let everybody know where they can actually find us and how they can get a hold of us? Guys, you can find us on our social media accounts. On Twitter, we are at SuperpowersDC. On Facebook and Instagram, we are DC Superpowers Podcast. And for my personal social media, you can find me on Instagram, Wolf. Twitter, I'm VLO, and Facebook, I'm Vernon McWayne Moore. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter as GW1Ken. On Facebook, I'm Ken Rose. Uh, you can find the show at DC Superpowers Podcast at gmail.com. We're members of the Tangent Bound Network and the Weeby Geeks Networks at tangentboundnetwork.com and weebygeeksPC.com. And then um, from there, I guess it's just Vernon, thanks for hanging out with me. Oh, any problem, man. Hey, we had a little bit of Any problem? Wait a minute. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> what? No, but um, thank you guys for um, hanging tight with us. We had a little hiatus, but, you know, we have to take care of some business at the Hall of Justice. So. That's right. Someone has to watch the monitor when everybody else has to and go we'll fight. And we'll start doing the meat can. That's right. So, um, well, it's a, I guess with that, Super Friends, we'll see you next week. Take it. Oh.
Um, guys, Gotham's coming out, by the way. Yeah, Gotham premieres this week on Thursday night. So everybody tune in on Thursday night if you can. Let them know that we're loving Gotham. Mm-hmm. Let them know and we'll give you our review of the first episode of the following week. That's right. So we get to go back to our TV reviews next week, too. Mm-hmm. So I guess that means we'll see you guys next week. Hey, if you um, like Gotham, let us know. Yes, let us know. We can all discuss it. That's